podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Dean Blandino from Fox Sports, and you are listening to the Quick Snap Podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Another episode of the Quick Snap Podcast with myself, Ari Marquides. We've got along with us Tom Crawford and, of course, Scott Glynn. You know, it has been another entertaining week of, of football. Quite a lot of close games, especially the uh, Buccaneers game, which I, uh, I posted my fancy results in our group this morning, didn't I? And Tom Brady was my last player in fantasy, and I won by 0.08 points. Thank you, Tom Brady. <laughs> that is ridiculous. Squeezing one out there. Yeah, honestly, I woke up to that. Fantastic news. Right, gents, there were some ups, some downs, and some crazy moments. Tua had his first game. His first play got absolutely nailed. It was, uh, <laughs> it was, it was pretty heavy. But he ended up winning in one of the biggest shocks of the week. How did you think this football weekend went? Yeah, that that, uh, that Dolphin Drums game was weird. Tua didn't really do anything, did he? he not really. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure they were. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they were like twenty. I think they were like eighteen points up, weren't they? And he had like sixty yards at one point. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's one of our games to talk about. Yeah, yeah, it is. Denzel Mims been a bit crazy, hasn't he? Not Denzel yeah. Mims. No, the. Uh, Wide receiver from Wims from the, Oh from my yeah. I mean how he how he's still on a team is amazing. I don't understand why you punch someone who's wearing a helmet and oh. you don't have like proper gloves on. Like I don't understand it. I mean he opened palmed and didn't it? It's more like a like a it's shot to the face, yeah. But still. It's a bit embarrassing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, really? it was embarrassing. Maybe this big guy. Anyway. Gents, we've got a, a jam-packed podcast for us today. We've got obviously our reviewing our six games that we picked. We've then got our players of the week. And obviously, we're going to have our half-season awards continuing on from our quarter-season awards, and we'll continue to do it every quarter. So, we'll get right into it. Tom, take us away with our first game. Right, first game was Colts and Lions. Rivers, he's got Hines. Great catch by Hines inside the 10. Hines spins to the pylon. Touchdown! Oh, yeah! Do your cartwheel! You deserve Second receiving touchdown of the season for Hines, and it was a beauty. You saw the motion. He's about to go to the left. He pivots. He comes back to the right. I was the only one that got this one right in terms of the uh, result. Ari, you got the Lions score correct at 21 points. Um, I think one of the interesting things for me from this game was Old Man Rivers played efficient again. You know, on their final seven drives, they got five touchdowns. Darius Leonard makes such a big difference that defense as well. Yeah, um, he had a force fumble, didn't he? That got returned for a touchdown. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was a fairly close game though. At one point, the Lions had the ball down fourteen twenty. Stafford lost a fumble. The Colts went on to get a touchdown. The very next offensive play for the Lions, he threw a pick six. So yeah. in the blink of an eye, they've gone from driving to go um, potentially take the lead to being down thirty four fourteen. And that's obviously where the game changed. Obviously, missing Kenny Galladay. He went out early on, didn't he? 
Yeah. With a, uh, was that a groin injury, was it? I don't know. He's injured quite a bit. It's just yeah, quite frustrating, really, as a fantasy owner of Kenny Galladay. Yeah. Um, and also probably as a Lions fan and as Matt Stafford, because he does make such a difference to that team when he's healthy. He does. Yeah, he I mean, for Colt, I mean, Naeem Hines, he had, a, he had a great game, didn't he? Came back out of nowhere, had his little, well, two front backflips, whatever he did for celebrations. Mm. They went crazy, didn't they? Yeah, they were, uh, they were pretty Stafford's impressive. Nice touchdown. Yeah, the touchdowns yeah, are great. Yeah, yeah, that's been yeah. uh, spin goal line. So I thought, uh, yeah, you're right. Rivers came back a bit as well. Though. He had a had a good solid game. So he did. It was weird with the two rookie running backs in this. So so yeah, Jonathan Taylor didn't you and DeAndre Swift? They combined for like twenty odd yards, didn't they? Something like that. Swift got one of those yards. Wasn't yeah, ridiculous. They just get going, could they? Very I'm strange. Pretty sure, I'm pretty sure at one point he had like five attempts for zero yards. Yeah. Pretty pretty poor. But you know, it's it is a tight end show. Over in uh, Indianapolis, they've got three tight ends that can all, you know, make a play. I think was it Trey Burton had his second rushing touchdown of the of the season, which is pretty impressive. It's good, Trey Burton. He took the ball, didn't he, he from the snap, and he ran in. Yeah, he's played quarterback in college, didn't he? High school, college, so he's, he's used to taking snap, but ends up as a tight end. So yeah, fair enough. He's a big guy, to be fair. Okay, I mean, not much else to go through. Pretty. Pretty standard game. I, I, I did. I thought the Lions would have a bit more than that going forward, considering how Swift had taken off this season and Galladay. Obviously, Galladay exiting the game quite early, and then Swift doing absolutely nothing. So didn't go to plan. What's uh, what's our next game, Tom? This one was the best game of the week, potentially best game of the season in my mind. Steelers at Ravens. Looking right, going right, and so touchdown! It's Claypool with the touchdown catch. So me and Ari, we got this result right. Scott went with Ravens, so we got a big naught on that one. But Ari, yeah. you again got another correct score. You got the Ravens right at 24. Congratulations to you. Big round Cheers. of applause. <laughs> Cheers, pal. Put that in, in the editing. Um, <laughs> I liked your prediction as well on Thursday that both teams would get a defensive touchdown. The Steelers got one, didn't they? So you were half right. So I can yep. throw, throw you a bone for that. But um, I don't know. I think, like I said, a very interesting game, this one. The Ravens massively outgained the Steelers in terms of yards. 457 for the Ravens against 221 for the Steelers. They control the time of possession, 35 minutes to 25 but that means sweet fuck all if you give the ball away four times, which is what yeah. the Ravens did. And that was the, the real big difference in this game, the turnovers. And also the fact that Lamar still can't come up with the production in, in big moments and against good teams. Lamar, this is my biggest takeaway from the game. I mean, we expected the defences to go off. They went off. We thought Claypool would have a big game. He did after Deontay Johnson left the game. We thought, you know the big excitements that there was. We did not expect Lamar Jackson to repeat. Well, I, I didn't, certainly. I know last year he had a tough time against that Steelers defense. I thought, you know, you have the MVP season under your belt now. You know, you, you know the offense a bit more. I thought these kind of issues would be gone. And he kind of looked like a lost boy. It, it looked like the difference between having a stellar quarterback and a quarterback that has that one thing the Steelers took away that one thing and he wasn't able to come back at them in any other way. And it, I think it really showed and he was trying to force things and I think that's what led to like the fumbles and the inceptions, which I think yeah. I think that's definitely a worry. I know obviously people might say it's one game, 
don't go off on one because Lamar Jackson. Not just one game though. Against the good teams, he's done this. So he struggled against the Chiefs and not done well. And yeah. he does have some big bugaboo teams, and they're in the they're in the AFC. So in the playoffs, they'll have to come against probably one of either the Chiefs or the Steelers. Yeah. And I don't think that they can beat either of them. Like in in 27 games in the regular season against teams that aren't the Pittsburgh Steelers, he's only thrown 15 interceptions. But in two games against the Steelers, he's thrown seven. Yeah, and he didn't play particularly well in the playoffs last year. Like I don't think he can come up with it in a big moment. And it's a shame because he is so dynamic with his feet. He had a good yeah. game rushing the ball. The Ravens had a great game rushing the ball in general. 265 yards, which is embarrassing for the Steelers' defense, but I don't know. I think the thing is, he's not really got any receivers to throw to, has he? I think that's part of the problem. They've built an offense that is, it's tight ends and it's running backs. I know they've got yeah. Hollywood Brown, but he's kind of... He's done nothing he's, since his very first been, game last year. Exactly. He doesn't do an awful yeah. lot in... I think Miles Boykin caught the was the receiver that caught a touchdown. It wasn't it wasn't Brown, hmm. and obviously tight ends catch touchdowns. But yeah, it's kind of they need somebody a big wide receiver. I think that's what. Yeah, haven't they? There's <laughs> on the practice squad. I mean, honestly, yeah. I think this is exactly what is going to happen. Now they're going to have to bring him in because if anything, they showed is that they are desperate for pass catches, and it will yeah. be this, this. I think this is the whole the worst thing that's going to happen to the Ravens. It wasn't just a, a a defeat in my eyes. This was like a a complete exposure of their weakness, and this is what the I think I think this kind of thing can get in players' heads. Lamar's gonna be trying to prove now I can do this against good teams. I can throw the ball far. I can you know I can beat teams when we're going down two scores to, to um in, in games, and that will lead to more mistakes naturally. Well, I think that's been in his head since his first playoff game against the Chargers a couple of yeah, years possibly. ago when they shit the bed then. Shit the bed again against the Titans last year. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, it, it is a worry. Big time. It was a brilliant game. That was, that was proper playoff football. It was a very good game. Was... I think as well, we saw how efficient that Steelers offense can be if Big Ben just dinks and dunks. Like they couldn't really run the ball, which was yeah. to be expected. But they had one drive in the second half, which was eight plays, 80 yards, touchdown. Boom. Yeah, like, that's, that's all you need. Do that all the time. We, we, we discuss, how often do we discuss football? You know, on podcasts, we sit and go back and forth on Sunday. How many messages between me and you, Scott, must have been over like a couple of hundred? And, and, and make that all, a few thousand. But but how how much how how much easier would our like everybody's lives be if they just played like Big Ben does when he when he's like like that? Football isn't complicated. That is all he has. He has found that that is what he's good at. Just continue that and and stop trying to be it's the same with Rivers as well. Yeah, but he's trying to be Patrick Mahomes, which is a worry. Not last two weeks, he's not. He's yeah, played maybe, really well maybe, last two maybe, weeks. Yeah, maybe he's finding his, his rhythm. Right, I mean, great game, great fights, loved it. So, what's the next game? The next game uh, was Tua's game. Dolphins at Rams. Goff, hit, ball comes loose. Dolphins have it. Across midfield, it's Van Ginkle. And he will take it all the way for a Dolphins score. This was very unexpected, I think, not only with how the result was, but also just the way the game was in general. Yeah. Um, Scott managed to get the Rams result right, I think. Is that right? Uh, Dolphins, right. Yeah. So the Dolphins score right. Um, but yeah, I think that this game is absolutely nuts. Like, Tua literally did nothing, as you said at the start, Scott. Like, when you, when you listen to these 
kind of like some of the statistics from the game, you would not expect that the Dolphins would have been the team that won. So the Rams had 92 plays um, on offense to 48 for the Dolphins. The Rams had 471 yards of offense compared to 145 for the Dolphins. The Rams had 31 first down to eight for the Dolphins. The Rams went 5.1 yard per play, which which is good, but not great. But the Dolphins only averaged three yards per play. And the Rams had the ball for 36 minutes. Now, nothing in those stats suggests that you should be losing a game by by two scores. It, it's absolutely outrageous. Do, do you know what it reminded me of a lot, which is maybe a bit of an insult to um, Jared Goff, but it reminded me of Jameis Winston. You know, your team is equipped to win that game. Mm. What's that? That is an insult. Yeah, yeah, but because he was, he, he, it was his fault that that loss was all him. That loss was he was giving the ball away left, right, and center. And you know the Dolphins' defense has been good this year, very good, considering all the changes on there. But when you were such happened, a hater at the start I of the was, year, as well. I wasn't a hater. I said the team's good. I said it might just take time. No, to you get. said it was shit. You no. said you said with all those new people, they'll be shit. No, I said with all those new people, it'll be hard to make them all work. They won't be good this year. Be good next year. Okay. Let, well, I was wrong anyway. Either way, whatever I said, I was wrong. Either way, it doesn't matter. Whatever I said, I was wrong. My big thing on this game, as soon as I saw um, Tua's first play and Aaron Donald absolutely crunched him, I thought this is going to be you know, a, a brutal mm. entry to the NFL. And it turns out it, it was a big defensive game across the board. You know, the, the Rams came up good and so did the, uh, the Dolphins. It just happened that the Dolphins' that, defense and special teams did. Their offense did not. That's what I mean. That defense. Their game. offense punted nine times, oh, fumbled it twice. Um, like it was, it was just ridiculous. Like the the touchdown drives were thirty three yards and one yard. Like, did you see? Did you see? <laughs> nuts. Did you see uh, McVeigh's face? McVeigh. Oh, McVeigh's face told a story. He yeah. is not impressed. Yeah, well, it was the same, the same staff, wasn't it, from the Super Bowl? So Flores was the defensive coordinator in the Super Bowl for the Patriots when they beat the Rams. And then the defensive coordinator was on the defensive staff of the Patriots as well. So obviously those Patriots defensive staff people and Belichick himself obviously have a number on McVeigh and what he's doing. Yeah, maybe. Do you worry about McVeigh a little bit? Because, I mean, I know Rams have played pretty well this year, but they've beaten the NFC East. That's, and that's they're, it. They're basically yeah. all of them. They've, they've not really done much else. They got one of a win, five and three. I, 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 they, they beat beat the Bears as well, but I don't really think the yeah. Bears are a good team. But um, no, I think the problem is Goff. Like I do think McVeigh's yeah. got a really good system, but the problem with yeah. Goff is when he's when everything's not perfect, he can't do anything. Um, yeah. he can't function like today. Like he had sixty-one pass attempts today, which is absolutely insane. No one should ever have sixty-one pass attempts. Like Cooper Cup. Had twenty one targets or something like that. Like, yeah, it's not it's not a way to 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 um, run an offense. Your quarterback shouldn't need sixty one attempts. If your quarterback no. needs sixty one attempts, you've done something drastically wrong. He should be able to. Make... The yeah, yeah. There you go, Scott. Exactly yeah. nailed on. They keep giving the ball away, so he has to keep trying to catch up. You know, if he's yeah. trying to catch up the whole game, he's going to have to throw the ball. Yeah, uh, I'm. I'm not a fan of Goff. I'm a big fan of Sean McVay, and I don't think he'll ever be under pressure in a in a in a position where they know that if they equip him with the right players, he'll win games. 
So I think the Rams organization have definitely screwed this up with the amount of players they've like put on big contracts and it, it's gone the wrong way around. So I think they'll be in the market for a new quarterback in the next year or two. Yeah, definitely. I think Sean McVay could end up being Andy Reid. It could be one of those that's just like this genius that doesn't win on, don't win anything. Yeah. Early. Has to move yeah. somewhere else. Yeah, it could be. But... Yeah. Wouldn't mind seeing him go in the Jets, starting fresh. <laughs> he would probably start I, I don't he know would... why anyone would want to go anywhere near the Jets. Like, I just, just wouldn't. I mean, I thought I hated the Jets. Tom, you hate the Jets well more than me. They're an absolute shit show. And they have been for, what, four decades since Namath won a Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, they are. Who have the Jets got this weekend? I've forgotten. The Patriots, isn't it? Oh, and this is their, this is their week nine game, isn't it? This is their 0-9. Oh, the prediction's coming in, gents. Right, so what's our next game? Next game was the Patriots and the Bills. We're 31 seconds away from ending this streak. The punch out by Justin Zimmer. Made a name for himself this season here in Buffalo. You remember where he went to school, Lion? He went to that power known as Ferris State. So this game was a lot closer, obviously. It was 21 24, it finished in the end. Um, so we all ended up getting the win on this. We all went with the Bills. But I think this game for me is still a bit of a worry. Um, because now that the Bills' offense isn't playing like they did in the first four weeks, I don't know what is scary about this team because the defense isn't scary anymore like it was last year. They can't stop anyone in the run game. Patriots had 188 yards. Um, and yeah, when that offense isn't clicking like it was at the start of the year, I don't really know what other, yeah. what opposition has to be scared about. I mean, no, I agree. I think the thing is, it was a big, it probably was still a big moment for the Bills. Like, they've lost to the Patriots so much. And I yeah. know Brady's not playing anymore, and the, the Pats aren't the same. But it was probably still a big moment from winning that game. But you're right, if they, if they can't, I, I expect them just to show how good they were and just run all over them. Yeah. They, they kind of struggled past them. They were a bit disappointing, really. I think it's quite obvious when the team's doing badly, it's because Josh Allen is struggling. Because we understand the defense is, is pretty underwhelming this year. So Josh Allen was the one being the Russell Wilson of the team, you know, putting them on his back and dragging them through them games the first quarter of the season. And, and everyone was on, on fire. The Bills are smashing it. The Bills are on fire. But really, it wasn't. It was just Josh Allen. Josh Allen. It, and he, and he, yeah. Yeah, but he was being accurate for once. You know, he had those accuracy issues last year and he stopped that for the first four or five games of the season. So people were like, oh my God, like, let's wake up and watch this guy. And then as soon as he starts, you know, trying to force the ball a little bit, you know, making errors, not making those clutch plays, not, not making those uh, vital third downs. Pretty sure, was it like week six, Scott, we were discussing, he had like 78% of third downs made. Just, just incredible. Like, that's a lot, some right. massive. Yeah, it started on five, but I think, like I said, the, the Bills' defense is really shit the bed this year. They, they were strength at team. Yeah, McDermott's a defensive coach. They had everything set up if if Fallon could just play a little bit better. He smashed it, and then the defense just like I said, shit the bed. So it's, it is weird, but yeah, without Alan playing that well, they might struggle. It looks like it. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I I think an issue with the Patriots still is Cam. He's not good. He's, you can argue with me all you want about him being good, but he's not good. Cam 
His arm looks weak. His his head doesn't look like it's in it. Even like the press conferences afterwards, he's down on himself. It's, it's not. He's like always feeling like whenever they lose, though. Uh, he's a very like. There's a big difference between him when they win and they lose, and it's been that way forever. Whenever they've lost, whether he's with the Panthers or or the Patriots, his head is down. He looks disinterested. That's just the way he is. That's his personality. Yeah, but that's he's a very not... very sore loser. It's not good. He's enough, also got really? absolutely nothing around him. Like, and the the. the like we said last week, the Patriots passing game hasn't worked for like two years now. So it's not just Cam that's the problem. Yes, he's part of the problem, but it's not it's not just him. It's receivers, by the way, are on board borderline Jets receivers. I mean, who the fuck I mean I'll the take the Jets receivers. I'll take James and Carada. I'll take Prashad Perriman. No, Probably I mean like this, Mims. this weekend. This weekend they had nobody that they apart from Mims. I'd still take no. them injured. I'll take them injured. <laughs> Over Nikhil, Harry. Like this week, we have to watch the Jets. Well, we're not going to watch it because there's going to be no highlights. Like Red Zone's not going to show it, is it? There's going to be no Pat's Jets. Oh. Hands talking about <laughs> anything. Like we're not going to watch it, but that's going to be depressing if you're a Jets. It's going to be a Pat's horrible game to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're not going to carry on talking about this game, but the Bills are slowly dropping off, which is a concern. Hopefully, um, McDermott p- picks it up a little bit, finds a few more ways of scheming. Uh, but Patriots are a definite worry. They're, they've definitely dropped off. Will Bill Belichick be there next year, or is he trying to plan for Trevor Lawrence? That's the question. You never know. You, you never know with Bill. He might trade half his defense just to get Trevor Lawrence. That'd just be the yeah. I can't even think about that. It's just depressing. I mean, they need to free up some money anyway. They've they've got no money, so yeah, they might as well trade away. Yeah, exactly. Go on, Tom. What's the next game? The next one is Scott's boys, the Raiders at the Browns. Mayfield and a one-hand grab by Jarvis Landry. Um, very close game, very strange game. The win completely fucked it up. Um, I think I read that the, some of those gusts were like 50 miles an hour. Yeah, they were, yeah. insane. You saw one of the kicks that was going straight through the middle and then the <laughs> wind just went, nah, and fucked it off to the side. Um twice. Yeah, absolutely well, mad. It happened at the end with the Browns, didn't it? When they were they were trying to stay in the game. Yeah. Oh, it was just it happened with, with Raiders at the start of the game as well. Carlson yeah. had the same game. Yeah, I think that this game showed the importance of running backs, didn't it? Because you had Josh Jacobs run for what 126 yards. That was more than the running back, the Browns backs combined. It was more passing yards than Mayfield had. And then obviously Cleveland really missed Nick Chubb, I think, in this game. Yeah, they did. I think, you know, we were talking about Baker being um, better without Beckham, but we didn't really get the chance to see it because the wins were just destructive. And obviously the same thing happened with Derek Carr. It looked like, we, I mean, we were watching Red Zone, weren't we? And we hardly saw that game because there was just not much they could do. Both run games were not really that impressive. And the, the, the aerial game was non-existent because, I mean, you try throwing a ball in 50 mile per hour wins and it landed on a receiver's hands, it, it would be, Simply impossible. So it was it was a yeah. pretty bad game to watch, but it wasn't the players' fault. You can't argue that those kind of games are going to happen now and again, and it's just about whoever becomes lucky enough to win. You got a win, Scott. Yeah, I got a win. I'm, I'm up with that. I mean, obviously, I'll take the Raiders winning any way they can. Uh, yeah, I think exactly. the biggest the biggest thing in the whole game was probably the the other line. Like the the Raiders other line shut down. Garrett pretty much most of the game even though you had no Trent Brown 
it, it, there's another doctor fucked up. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> isn't that chaos? <laughs> Fucking yeah. nuts. Where are these doctors it's, coming from? The NFL, they just picked him up off the street. It's crazy. Although Trent Brown is basically, you know, he does take any excuse not to play by the sound of it. He's been, he's been missing half at games this year with like weird injuries and COVID and all sorts. He's just, somebody put, he find excuse. somebody put, is it water in his, is it, or is it oxygen in his blood or something? Or? No, he had a bit of air in his IV. And if there's air yeah. in an IV, it's really dangerous. Yeah, isn't it fatal at some points? It can't, can't kill you. Yeah. yeah, mad, mad. I mean, <laughs> you can come up with any excuse you want, Scott, but that is well, crazy. That is, but yeah, that, that that you just be giving yourself the bends like a scuba diver. If you get blood, <laughs> if you get oxygen, if you get air bubbles in your blood, like which is quite common for scuba divers, if they come up too fast, they die. They get the bends. So well, that could have happened to Trent Brown. And he isn't exactly the, the, uh, the absolute scuba diving peak, of, peak of fitness, is he? He's a, he's a big chap. So, you know. We're not sticking on this game too much. It was a bit of a boring game, so let's move on. Yeah. Right. Final game, then. The game that I got very wrong. Um, the 49ers at the Seahawks. Crisp looking drive here. And open inside the 35. Metcalf all the way inside the 20. DK Metcalf, and that's going to be a Seahawk touchdown. Wow! He's 6'4, 235, and uh, runs a 4'3'40. The guy is an absolute freak. So, he was a, a big win for the Seahawks. Um, and I think just the injuries of really caught up with the 49ers. Obviously got 14 people on I, on IR now. Jimmy G's ankle still looked dodgy. He went off. Probably a bit of a mercy benching as well. And then Kittle got banged up. The running game didn't work. 2.4 yards to carry. And then that Seahawks defense actually turned up. They did. I mean, and it Jimmy wasn't G even no time. No Dunlap as well, by the way. And they must, but to be fair, I'll give, it, I'll give it this. That trade worked because it put those D linemen on a, yeah, on, yeah, like, yeah. go on, don't do something or you're losing your place. And they were sacking people. There was sacks. It was it was great. I mean, the, for, the 49ers got some points in garbage time, trying to catch up a little bit, but it wasn't, the, the, I don't think the Seahawks were ever in any any risk of losing the game. Can I just, before we go any further? It started off tight, though. There was three and outs yeah. at the start. I thought yeah. this was going to be a great cagey game. Yeah. And then that Seahawks, like, the, the 49ers line just became a sieve. But you know why? And, you, know, you know who opened it all up? DK Metcalf catching the ball yeah. middle of the field. He literally nice. ran like in like a horizontal line to the edge of the field, and then like a right angle up the sideline. He had to go on his tiptoes as well. Like I've yeah. never seen someone sprint on their tiptoes like that. Like yeah. you run, you, you run on on like the, the ball of your feet. On the ball of your feet, don't you? But still, like. That was that. That was mad. Like ballet. He he, he ran he ran ra- around the defense rather than going like through them and like like slalom. He he ran around them. <laughs> That's how fast he is. I I've been you know I've been more excited to talk about DK Metcalf than Raiders winning. Actually, he's like not not being football terms, but he's like a god, like a Greek god. He's just built like well, he's built like Aaron Donald. He can run right Tyreek Hill. Is the thing I was thinking was obviously when I called Myles Mar- Garrett a Greek god a few weeks ago, you you, you guys laughed at me. Well, that's the way you say it, Tom. It sounds creepy. Yeah. It does it sound creepy. creepy. Yeah, really shiny head. You know, <laughs> creeping as it is. 
<laughs> oh, by the way, Tom Tom is the absolute image of Harry Hill. Yeah, uh, it's, it's I'm, I'm Harry Hill. Yeah, flash a ball <laughs> testicle, but <whatever. laughs> uh, that is horrible. Yeah. Um, but you know what, uh, Tom? I think we should do a weekly picture of your mustache and put it on the Twitter. Yeah, if you want to, I, I put them up on uh, on Instagram, so you can share if you want. Feel free. I will do. Um, I and I can't go enough about uh, Metcalf. He was all over the place this game. It it it, it takes a lot for you know. I know Russell Wilson's never going to call him bad, but as soon as he came into the league, Russell Wilson was uh, singing his praises, telling us all how great a runner he is, how great a route runner he is. And everyone's saying, oh, yeah, of course he is. Yeah, like, you know, what else are you going to say about him? But he really is a great route runner. Unbelievable speed, strength. I think he, I think in another year or two, he could be the best receiver in the league. He's got potential. I think what he's more like is he's probably, he's going to be up there as one of the best receivers in the league. But I think he reminds me of being like Bo Jackson. Back in the late 80s, it's more like more fun to think about how mentally he can be than actually anything he does. It's just funny watching him run, watching him be twice yeah. the size of everyone else. He's more of like a yeah. myth than he's anything. He's, he's, he's weird, it's like a yeah, like he's not real. That's what he's made. I kind of think as well, imagine if they use him a bit in the running game on some fly sweeps yeah. and jet yeah, sweeps, yeah. like because he's big enough to run over people as well. It's not just yeah, he's exactly. quicker than everyone, he is a big dude, he can run through people. Yeah, I think um, Russell Wilson must be over the moon having him there. And then Tyler Lockett on the other side. Yeah, unbelievable. Even, even more. Is it, yeah. is it David he's Moore? Pretty, David he, Moore, yeah. He's, he's pretty good third receiver. But um, you know, you guys are loving Metcalf in this game. I really enjoyed watching Bobby Wagner. Oh. I feel like I'd not seen him pop on the screen yet this year. But this was a reminder it's just just how good he is. Yeah, yeah well, eleven tackles, three for a loss, four QB hits. Like <laughs> he played really, really well. <laughs> this is what I fell in love with, mate. This is what I yeah. fell in love with. I know. I know. Wagner and the boys. My um, my final point from this game is just the schedule the Forty Nineers have got coming up now. So obviously, would have mentioned how many injuries they've got. Fourteen people on IR, plus Jimmy and and uh, George Kittle injured now as well. So their schedule in the next few weeks. It was um, at home versus Packers on Thursday night football, which I still think they'll win because that Packers run defense is terrible. Um, then they then they're away at the Saints, then they've got their bye week, then they're away at the Rams, home versus the Bills on Monday night football. It eases up a little bit when they play against Washington, but then they've got a good defensive line. Then they play the Cowboy, um, the Cowboys on Sunday night football, and then they finish at the Cardinals and then at home against the Seahawks. That's a really tough second half of the season. Yeah. And with all the injuries they have, I don't really know how many of those games that they can necessarily win. There's some of those teams aren't as good as them, but I don't know. Unless unless Shanahan can coach the perfect game. I might, don't think um, struggle on a couple of them. I I don't think Jimmy G is that big a miss. I really don't. I mean I don't think Mullins was any They big... lose a lot of games without him though. Whenever he doesn't play, yeah. they pretty much lose. But that's yeah, I think that's because he's the the guy in training taking all the first team snaps. If you put Mullins there for a few months and let him take it all, I, I'm I'm not convinced that he would do any worse. 
I don't think you saw it when Jimmy G missed most of the year. What was it? A couple of years ago. Yeah, but the team was much worse then. The defense was much worse as well. Yeah, but they still didn't light it up the way they did. The, even the running game wasn't as good back then. Yeah, like it all has to. I just it think games, off each other. The games so far this year that he's had to leave. I don't think they've been any worse when Mullins has come in. Well, it's Mullins, been garbage time as well. Yeah, but Mullins when he came in against the Seahawks and those drives where he scored touchdowns were infinitely better than what Jimmy G had done all game, I think so. But you can't shit on teams for garbage time and then give Nick Mullins credit and say he's better than Jimmy G when he does it in garbage time. No, I'm not I'm not saying doing it okay. I'm not saying that he's amazing. I'm saying I just can't think see that they're gonna miss him that much. I don't think Jimmy G's done anything that great this year to say, oh my god, he's a big miss. George Kittle, yeah, okay, that's a huge miss. But Jimmy G is just Bang average. Yeah, I know what you he mean, Tom. Like his record without the record without um, Jimmy G is quite bad, even with Shanahan there. But is that really? I mean, you've got to admit he's not really playing that well at all. No, he's, no, he's not, and he's really streaky as well. But I still think he's better than Mullins. He's better than CJ Beathard, yeah, whatever his name is. Yeah, he is, yeah, but he's barely. Okay, what's our next game, Scott? Not Scott. Tom? That's it, mate. We've had six games. Pay attention. Oh, my God. Flying by, Tom. We're flying. You want okay. to get through it. Poor Scott's barely said a word. Scott, we'll let you start, mate. What is, we're going to our next segment. We'll go into our players, busts, play and game of the week. Scott, lead us off, mate. Who is your player of the week? Player of the week. I mean, I really wanted to go to DK Metcalf, but Dalvin Cook was just unbelievable. He basically carried that he back was. team. So. He was class. So, over the Packers. I mean, he got four touchdowns, 226 yards, but the thing that I loved more else when I looked after the game, in point, in players, uh, top 25 players who have scored the most points this season, 24 of them are kickers, as you'd expect, the kickoff points. Dalvin Cook is second. He's the only player in the top 25 that's not a player's kicker. Is he? Is he overtaking Kamara? Kamara was up there at the start, wasn't he? He's miles ahead. He's got he's got yeah. ten touchdowns, and he's played a game less than everyone else in that touchdown. So I, I, I heard the other day that he's on pace for twenty-seven total touchdowns, which would be tied yeah. for the third most in league history in that exactly. kind of season, which is insane. And like you said, Scott, he missed he missed a game with an injury. Yeah, it's just crazy. I mean, he Outrageous. absolutely destroyed. The back but yeah, I love that start. Footballer, brilliant. Uh, yeah, yeah, Dalvin Cook. Can't yeah. argue. I mean, I was playing against Dalvin Cook in, in one of my leagues. Every time I looked up at the screen, yeah. Every time I looked up at the screen, I was like, "Are you, are you shitting me? This is a joke." Uh, I'm gonna go with DK Metcalf. I mean, it had to be done. Of course you are. I mean, come on, <laughs> twelve of fifteen. <laughs> I know, I know. Twelve of fifteen. He well, he runs really fast. Shut up. 161 <laughs> yards and two touchdowns. That's incredible. No, mate, I had him in my fantasy. It was great, and then I yeah. traded him away, and I'm against him in this week. <laughs> I told you as well, don't trade him away. Didn't we, didn't we Scott? We said nah, don't I've, trade I've away. Done I've done it. It's happened. Who did you keep instead? Kenny Galladay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah, he, he, wouldn't, he, wouldn't, he wouldn't accept Kenny Galladay. <laughs> I, really needed a, I really needed a running back. Oh, it's gone to shit for Tom. It's gone to shit. So, Tom, <laughs> no, who's mate, your I'm player of the week? Making them playoffs. My player of the week is the little-known Robert Spillane. The man that's taken over from Devin Bush. Um, 
11 total tackles, 10 solo, one tackle for a loss. He had a 33-yard pick six on the Ravens' first drive. He had another two pass deflections and a fumble recovery as well. So in a game in which turnovers were the difference, he's accounted for two of them. I mean, he did struggle yeah. a little bit in pass coverage and get burnt on a couple of, of plays, but in the run game, he was good. And then, yeah, like I said, them turnovers, the real difference. Vital. Yeah, fair play. When, when you put that into our uh, WhatsApp originally, I was like, why does he have to be different all the time? Because I knew I that you were going to go for DK Metcalf, and I knew that Scott would either go for DK Metcalf or Dalvin Cook. Why talk about the same people every single week? Well, Tom, you do just love defence, don't you? I do I think love you defense, would watch yeah. a, just a nil-nil draw, and you'd be happy. A 3 nil win, I'll take it. <laughs> Is that the goal? Is that like the, the ideal Tom Crawford game? Absolutely. Oh, my God. I, I literally, I wouldn't be arsed going to that game. That'd be horrible. <laughs> that would be horrible right okay Scott who is your bust of the week Jared Goff like ah uh, yeah Joe, Joe would probably all got him but I was toying between Goff and well, I, won't, I won't say it in case when you guys got the, the other place people I thought of but yeah he just like we said earlier he kind of shit the bed I mean that McVeigh system is a pretty good system I know Flores seems to have figured it out a bit somehow but two yeah. interceptions two fumbles he basically won the game for the Dolphins. Like, like I don't know what else to say about how, how bad he was. Yeah. But. I actually haven't gone Jared Goff. Uh, but yeah. I do agree Jared Goff was absolutely woeful. And he was the reason they lost that game. And I have gone for a player in a similar position who also was the reason that his team lost the game. And it's Lamar Jackson. He it was the biggest bust of that weekend two interceptions and two fumbles himself. It was just, so he had 16 carries for 65 yards. I mean, that's, if, if a running back has that, obviously, which is what we're trying to compare him to these days, that's not great. And then obviously in his passing game, it, was, it wasn't fantastic either. He had, you know, 13 out of 28 completions. It's piss poor. And then he had only 208 yards in a game where, you know, they were trying to catch the, uh, the Steelers. Just not good enough. And if you are trying to declare yourself as probably one one of the top three quarterbacks in the league, you need to be performing better than that in the big games. Definitely. Um, I mean, I, I, uh, I still like Lamar. Still, uh, I want to call him a bust of the week, but I like I uh, I accept why you're saying that. But I agree. I, mean, I, I like him still. I think this week was just terrible. Yeah, fair enough. I, I I'll give him a break because it was Steelers. A little bit. I just don't really like Lamar Jackson. I just don't think he's a particularly good passer of the ball. He's not a good passer. I'm, I'm not, sticking to that. He's I, not a I, top five quarterback, I don't think. I said beginning of the year, didn't I? He'll get found out this year. And it only t- because, yeah, he's, he's going to dominate in games because of the, his talent. But there'll be defences and talented defensive coordinators who will be able to like stop the run and make him pass the ball. And it won't be. Anyway, I remember in practice. I mean, the only by the thing way, is, in that game, the Steelers couldn't stop the run. They did give up 265 yards. Like even when the true. Ravens were chasing the game at the very end of the game, were chasing it at the very end of the game, they knew that the best way to move the ball on them was to run it. So they had like what seven straight run plays with the with the run options to the outside. So yeah, they didn't necessarily stop the run game. No, but, but most coordinators, if they're trying to beat him, will do that and make yeah. him pass the ball and that's when the errors are coming 
Yeah. Who's your boss of the week, Tom? All right, so I've gone for something that you don't like, Harry. I've not gone for a, a player. Or I've for gone team. for an entire team, well, an entire organization, actually. So the LA Chargers, uh, I, I've always considered the Chargers as like a second team of mine, but then they left San Diego, so that made me sad. But they keep blowing leads, and it's a bit ridiculous now. So in four straight games, they've blown a 16-point lead. Now, one of those games, they still managed to hang on and win against the Jags. Um, but 16 points, like how, how do you blow a lead like that four games in a row? And even against the Chiefs, they blew an 11-point 11, an 11 lead in the fourth quarter. And yes, that's the Chiefs and Mahomes, but still. Can't keep blowing leads. Like at halftime, it was 14-3. to three. That became 24-3 to three later on in the third quarter. Um, when they had a 21-point lead, they had 350 yards of offense to just 50 for the Broncos. They'd forced the, Bron- the Broncos to punt on six of seven possessions um, prior to that, and they themselves were rushing for over five yards to carry. I don't yeah. understand how you lose a game when you're that dominant on the, in terms of total offense and running the ball as well. Um, Drew Locke was absolutely terrible until the fourth quarter. Bosa left the game, threw a pick at the end of the third quarter. Is he was getting booed by his own fans, but even then the game was still twenty-four to ten, so they've still got a fourteen-point lead. Yeah. And by the way, they made Drew Locke look like a world beater in that fourth quarter. And <laughs> how often do we have to say that Drew Locke is shit? Drew Locke is awful. And and by the way, I'm not sure about you guys, yeah, but we know when you see a player on a, a team that's getting absolutely spanked. He scores a touchdown and he celebrates. It's like, uh, what? Uh, oh, I want to slap Drew Locke so much. Oh, well, he celebrated at the end. Oh, yeah, like God. everyone ran away, everybody ran away and he started doing this dance. And I was like, don't dance when you literally just scraped the win. Don't act like you've just like demolished them. You were shit all game. And you come up with a, like a, what, one touchdown, which was, by the way, all the receiver because that pass was absolutely crap. The receiver basically had to flop himself onto his arse to try and catch the ball. And well, that's what, yeah, that's what they're told to pass the ball in that situation, though. They're told I mean, to throw it low. Yeah, but I mean, Scott, that was all the receiver. That was a great catch from the receiver. That was not true luck. Uh, and, and then he goes over and starts dancing. By the way, you look like a, you look like someone's dad at the party that everyone had left in the corner just to dance on his own. I, I, it's just, oh, I hate him. I yeah. really don't like him. I know. I mean, I just think like Herbert has looked so good. And all they've managed to get from these games is one win. And yeah, the offense probably could do a little bit more as they're losing these leads. But at some point, it has to just be a big reflection on the coaching because, I don't know, they've done this. It's not just a year that this has been a problem with the entire um, time that he's been there. Yeah, Yeah. maybe. They have had a lot of injuries on defense, though. They have, but that's no excuse to blow 16 points four games in a row. No. I mean, and it is. It's not. You can't get into such a commanding position and then shit the bed. No Imagine if that was your team, that. Harry. Imagine if that was the Seahawks. Well, you know, it was. At times. It, it can happen to anyone. I mean, yeah, four times in a row is pretty piss poor. But, it, yeah, fair enough, Tom. I, I think it could be a, a, a bit of a negative reflection on the, on the coaching. But it doesn't help when, like, your best players got injured. You know, Darwin James is out again. You know. Yeah, and then and Bosa did leave the game, but 
at, yeah. the, at the same time, a team should very much be next man up. Like the Steelers have done that with Robert Spillane. No one knew his name. People still don't know his, know his name. He had a hell of a game. Yeah, but again, if he hadn't had a hell of a game, or whatever, but yet not every team's going to have Robert Spillane. You know what I mean? It's going to be, you're going to have to try and find the best. You got to stop rhyming. You just said game name Spillane about nine times. In a row. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, right, we'll move on. We'll move on. I, I, I'll take your point, uh, Tom. But I think you've got to give the charge a bit of a break. Um, no. no. Okay. Fair enough. They don't no. deserve a break. <laughs> they left the city that they should still be in. Yeah. They and did. they can't hold a lead. Fair enough. Fair enough. Tom's got a vendetta now against the Chargers. So we'll move on to our play of the week. So, Scott, what's your play of the week? I'm going to piss Tom off even more now because my play of the week is Drew Locke to KJ Hamler. <laughs> God. <laughs> KJ Hamler's good at least. KJ Hamler's good, yeah. This Broncos offense is good. I'm like, they've not even got Colton Sutton out there. Apart from that, Drew Locke, it's a good offense. Imagine if they had James. Imagine if they had Herbert. They would be oh. shitting the league up right now. They would. The Broncos, though, I mean, as bad as they've been, they're two and two when Locke plays, and they're only three and four. Like, I know they're not going to really do any damage this year. They're not going to get to playoffs now, I don't think, unless they went on some mad run, which I can't see happening. No. Nah. But they've got, they've got no Von Miller, no Colton Sutton for the whole year. And they're kind of they're there in most games, and they're, they're nearly at, you know, nearly at 500. If they win this week, they'll be four and four. They've been better than we actually we actually think. I'm, I'm just not giving them anything. And I think oh, I just can't I can't get excited about that team at all. The, the offense, I, I agree with Tom. I'd rather see Jameis Winston there. At least he'd give the. Uh, but would you though? Because I, I I heard a great stat the other day that since 2019, um, Jameis Winston has thrown the most inceptions in the league. He's not played for eight weeks this year. Yeah, it's worrying <laughs> that, isn't it? I so have even even without half a season, he's still throwing more interceptions but than anyone there, else. Has there been anybody? Has there been anybody racking up inceptions like he did though? I don't Kirk think there has. Carson Wentz, Danny Dimes. Oh, by the way, Carson Wentz has a terrible time, didn't he? He has a terrible time. I, I have uh, no, absolutely no interest in watching that game. It sounded horrific, and it, oh, it can it, was... it can stay in my imagination. I I genuinely <laughs> can't believe how close the Cowboys made it. I thought it would be like uh, an Eagles whitewash, but yeah, the Eagles. But the, it was the car. It wasn't the uh, Cowboys' offense either. It was the Cowboys' oh. defense that made it close. Oh, do you know yeah, what I'm really better. scared about? I'm really scared about the Bucks not getting home field, a, um, a home game in the playoffs, and having to go to Philadelphia. Are you scared? I mean, I can see Eagles in the, the in January in the cold weather. The 43 year old quarterback. And the team never plays well in cold weather anyway. Like the only time I think Boston. we've won at Philly was the year that we ended up winning the Super Bowl. Which so if we won that game it'd be a great omen. But I would be terrified to go to the six and ten Eagles in a playoff game and lose. And I can hundred uh, percent see that happening. It's a premonition. Brady played in uh New England and Boston for years in the cold, so I'm pretty sure he's fine with it. I wouldn't worry about it, mate. Yeah, we'd have got used to that nice warm weather. <laughs> yeah to be fair right um, is there any point in us even discussing the game of the week because I'm pretty sure everyone should have the Steelers Ravens yeah we talked about it enough haven't we yes yeah. yeah fair enough right chaps we'll move on to our awards what the play of the week you didn't give mine you didn't do mine 
Oh, I didn't. Go on. Top, no, what's so your... just don't. Did you even do yours? No, I didn't do mine either, Tom. No. It's been a long uh, day, mate. Mine. Opinions. I know, yeah. <laughs> mine was a wonderful six yard run by Joe Burrow. Oh, around nice. for his life. Yeah. Um, got, got himself out of two sacks and had a six yard run. And I think it's the best six yard run I've ever seen in my life. But I don't know whether this is because Joe Burrow is really good on his feet and just managed to making things happen and extending plays, or because that Titans defensive line is pretty shit. That. Like Clowney, like Clowney's doing fuck all. It's amazing. All this money it's amazing. And he's doing nothing. He sat out, didn't he, for so long, claiming that he wanted this massive contract. I think he rejected like seven or eight contracts from different teams. Yeah. And then he's come and he's, I think he's has he got a sack yet? Uh, I'm not sure, but in this game, the Bengals had four new offensive linemen compared to the previous week starting. So basically an entirely new offensive line. The Titans had zero sacks and only two QB hits. That's outrageous. never had more than he's never had double digit sacks. Never had double digit sacks. He's losing it. Yeah. Like with every single game that he plays, I'm pretty sure he's losing himself like future long term money. Like to me, he's always gonna be a one year deal now for the rest of his career. That's it. Well, he's not even being that. He's not even proven effective. I think he could be a, a guy looking for like an injury spot next year, waiting for injuries to happen, and then going into a team like like Devonta Freeman did this year. Well, he's done nothing either. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. It's, I think that's kind of the kind of player that Clowney will be now going forward, waiting for the injury to happen into a big player on a D line somewhere, and signing a contract for a year. Yeah. Right, my play of the week is DK Metcalf. That's all I'm going to say. Oh. Of it is. Yeah, of course it is. He, he mean he caught the ball middle of the field and he ran around the whole defense and just you know tippy toe down the down the sideline up into into the end zone. It was spectacular to watch. Um, yeah, I'm not going to go into it anymore. I think everything it needs to. So we'll move on to our end of year. Oh no, sorry, end of year, oh, middle of the season, <laughs> mid season awards. Now these are obviously where where we've if the, if the seasons were end to, to end now. Who we give these awards to? So, Tom MVP. Who are you going with? Oh, we'll go, no, we'll go MVP last. Go MVP last. Okay. So, what do you want to do first? Defensive Rookie of the Year. Defensive. I'm sticking with what I had halfway. Sorry, halfway through or quarter of the way through. Uh, so, Antoine Winfield. Um, he's got two sacks, which is tied for the league league amongst rookies. So even Chase Young, who has been great as well. He's, he's only got two sacks. Um, yeah. He's got 37 tackles as well. He got an inception the other week, four pass deflections, forced fumble. Um, yep. He had a big play at the end of the game last, last night. Can argue over whether it was pass interference, which maybe it was. Probably was. Um, but he broke it up. Yeah, I'll do. That'll do. Who are you going with, Scott? I'm going with a guy that Tom loves, Jeremy Chin. I think he's, uh, yeah. I've changed it from a quarter year award, but he's, uh, yeah, he's all over the place. Similar to Winfield, he's got interception, forced fumble, I think he leads the Panthers in tackles, and he just looks like a leader on that defence. Like, it's a young defence, but he's he's taking charge. And yeah, I've got a great name too. Like, Does have a good Chin. name. I was going to go with him, but I thought I'd stick with my homer pick. I was going to go with him as well. But I changed. I went back to my my pick from last time, Patrick Queen. I just think he's been. I don't think you could tell he's a rookie. If you look at that defense, he doesn't look like the the one being an odd one out. 
48 total tackles already this year, which is incredible. For Jamie Chin's got more. He's got 51. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying, but you're still talking about him in uh, the best rookie, uh, sorry, defensive rookie of the year. It's three tackles, yeah. uh, two sacks, two forced fumbles. Just, you know, that's the kind of stats you're looking for from like a veteran. Linebacker. I still enjoy that uh, highlight from when he absolutely nailed Joe Burrow. Oh, mate. That must that have felt so good just, as well with it being his ex-teammate. Yeah, that was just <laughs> something you, you get up from and you feel like that rush of yeah. Speaking of, um, how funny was that slow-mo hit of Aaron Rodgers in the back on the final play of the game? Oh, uh, yeah. That was a thing of beauty. <sighs> Jesus. That was lovely. It's, I just feel sorry for anybody who gets hit by Aaron Donald. It's like being hit by a tree. get hit by Aaron Donald. He got hit by someone on the Vikings. What did you say? So Aaron Rodgers, the end of the I game. I said Aaron Donald. Sorry, mate. <laughs> Pay attention, mate. Oh, Aaron Rodgers. Oh, I, I know what you mean when he was going to throw the ball. Slow mo. Oh, he got the angle front on. Great. You can see his face. Oh, when Aaron Rodgers is like so is pissed funny. off, it's amazing. It's so funny. Right, we're going to offensive rookie of the year. I'm not sure who I picked for this. Should we leave it to last thing because? You can try and make some other points. No, I mean, I mean, in the, the first quarter. Oh, okay. <laughs> but we will start with you, Scott. Go on, well, I'm, to be fair, I kind of agree with what uh, Tom said all season. It is just Joe Burrows. Like, he's playing with, he's playing like a veteran, like so much composure and class. Like, I know Justin Herbert's been great, and everyone's loving how Herbert's playing. But I actually think Herbert could be one of those that ends up being, I don't know, like a Baker Mayfield in a year's time, where he's been amazing and then drops off. I just think Burroughs is so much more accomplished. That is such an outlandish comment. If we're still Baker, doing this podcast in a couple of years' time, we're going to yeah. have to come back and find that clip if it actually happens. Baker, you watch Baker in his rookie season, he broke the record for touchdowns, and now look at him. Like, yeah, I'm, but, just saying, I'm just saying Burroughs is a more accomplished quarterback. Like, He's a much better passer. He's a, he's Do you think? Yeah, he's a much he's a much better passer at ball. He's actually sure. pretty mobile. Don't know. I'd rather Herbert's deep ball is just fantastic, isn't it, Tom? Yeah, I think you've got like Rogers, so Russell Wilson, Rogers. Yeah, Matt Stafford's probably pretty good. He is is in there as well. I think you can hurt, slide Herbert right in there, right in there amongst them top four. I think Burroughs is like the next closest thing to Andrew Luck since he's been Andrew Luck, as in coming out of coming out of college. Andrew Luck was amazing. I'm, I'm not going to... Uh, it's yeah, a great discussion to have. I think they're both it, great. Because I think I've loved watching Herbert. I think he's brilliant to watch. And I hope I'm wrong, in a way, because I actually I really enjoy no, 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 you don't. You don't hope he's wrong. You're going to be in the same division as him, Scott. Yeah. No, in that, sense, in that sense, I want him to be shit. But in terms of watching him, he's a brilliant player to watch. I just... There's no hope there. Be... There's no hope in you're wrong. You just are wrong. He's not going to be... <laughs> He's not just going to drop off. <laughs> Scott mentioned Andrew Luck. What about RG3? RG3 won the Rookie of the Year um, award with uh, when it was him and Luck. And within three years, yes, it was in- injury-related as well. But RG3 has been a, a backup since then. Has been able to, hasn't been able to do anything. I so basically, Scott is saying that I Herbert is going to be the next RG3. I think people have, people go really like really big on people really quick, and it doesn't always pan out that way. You mean like you are on Burrow? Well, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Burrow's <laughs> going to be the one to the bed, but he looks the better quarterback to me. 
Yeah, fair enough. I mean, you, you, the way I see it is they're both great, and it could literally be a coin toss. Both both have got great um, attributes. I don't think they've got many weaknesses about them. I think that, and they both look like accomplished quarterbacks. They've, they've started straight in to their offenses. Don't look like they've like been there. Like, like I, you could you could argue they're not rookies when when you look at them play. Uh, there obviously are a few players here and there where you think, oh, that's that just shows the inexperience. But it's, it's obviously a good a good um, a good, what do you call it? Good omen that we've, we're both discussing two rookie quarterbacks who probably are going to be around the same area for the next four or five years. Hope so. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with. Uh, I did. I think I went. I think I went Burrow, but I'm I'm going to go Herbert. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going Herbert as well. Okay, I'll go somewhere else then. I can't go Herbert. Then. <laughs> but why not? Because like. Justin Jefferson and he's been great. Antonio Gibson at Washington has been great, but still, a quarterback will always win this yeah. award pretty much. And yeah, really both well. Herbert and Burrow have been have been the best. Like th- this is an exciting race for f- for this award, as it was when it was looking RG three. Yeah, I I, I th- well personally, I would rather take Herbert. I think what he's shown, the excitement has been great. Not going to argue that um, the other guy hasn't been great. I just forgot his name. Then that is mad. <laughs> that is mad. I just I went blank. Yeah. yeah, but I'm not going to argue that Burrow hasn't been great. But I just think, yeah, the deep ball is just something that I could watch all day. It's really uh, pretty. It is. It is. It is. And I think he finds receivers very, very well, and he takes those those uh, risks. I think you, know, you you could put either of those in. Um, in Green Bay or anywhere, and they'd still do a great job. I couldn't argue against them. How, how pissed off was Green Bay that they drafted Jordan Love? <laughs> well, you never know. He could be great too. You never know. You never know. But right now, it seems a weird decision, doesn't it? Apparently, last year, Gettleman really liked Herbert and wanted to pick him for the Giants, but he didn't come out, did he? And so we took Danny Dimes instead. He oh probably won't be on the Giants next year, along with Dave Gettleman. Danny Dimes, he's another one where last year, all right, he did have turnovers, but last year people went, oh, he's, you know, he's, he's throwing touchdowns, he looks dynamic. Yeah. I feel like only Giants fans said that. Yeah. He had well, one good game well. in his first game against Tampa, which is good. He threw like four touchdowns against us, something like that. Um, but I don't really think he's really played very well since then. Like he had some throws last yeah. night, which were very, very shit. He loves to give the ball away. How did they put up so many points against you? The defense didn't play particularly well last night. No. Ah, well. Fair enough. Right, gents, we'll move on to our defensive player of the year. Scott, you want to start us off? Uh, yeah, I mean, I hate being obvious, but Aaron Donald just destroys everyone, doesn't he? Um, yeah, same. Lead, I've got, I've got one of Yeah, so have I. Leads the league in sacks. You know, he's the next closest D tackle has got half as many sacks. Chris Jones has got four and a half. Donald's got nine. Like, yeah, he's, yeah, he's a monster. He's just he's a monster. So yeah, I mean, I don't know what you want to talk about him, but no, I mean, all the obvious things. And on top of that, I absolutely would be ending myself if I was a quarterback and I saw him break through the offensive line. I just drop the ball on the floor and lie on it. Like, no, sorry, I am not. I have not signed up for this. Getting crunched by a train. No, thank you. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Fair so, well, Tom, Tom, you want to add anything? 
No, there's, there's nothing else to say. He's just yeah. an absolute freak. Yeah, he is. Right, we'll move on to our Offensive Player of the Year. Now, in general, this is going to be somebody that we don't think will win MVP, but will be an offensive mastermind. So, Scott? I'm going to keep sticking with Kamara. I mean, I picked him to start. I'm going to keep sticking with him. He's 16 from rushing, 15 from receiving. And he's only 16 from rushing because he's got barely any attempts. He's still got like five yards of carry, like seven touchdowns. He's the only reason the Saints are winning that as much as they are. The defense yeah. has been pretty good as well. But that offense, there's been no Thomas. Breeze, obviously, is getting old now. They're scoring points because of Kamara. That's, that's it. That's it. And, yeah. and, and they're still, what are they, five and two? And it's basically the only guy on offense. So, yeah. This is, this, is a, this is a player vote, isn't it? And players vote for this. And fans. I'm not sure, actually. I'm pretty sure it's a voting system, isn't it? So... Um, I'm going to go for DK. I think there's a massive hype around him now. He's performing week in, week out with that Seahawks offense. Um, I've got a sneaky feeling they're going to go quite far too. And if he's going to be a big part of that offense, high scoring every single week, he's putting up points every week, getting multiple touchdowns sometimes. You know, people remember buzz names, people remember the hype players. So, And Kamara is doing it, but a little bit quieter because the Saints aren't really setting the world on fire so I, I, I'd go with DK I, I can see it happening for Tom Tom I'm um, just a bit different I'm going to go with Derek Henry who's it Derek Derek Henry <laughs> Derek Carr yeah Christ. come on I'm not, he's, not, I'm not, not he's, not a, he's not a comedian I know yeah I mean <laughs> I am Harry Hill yeah to be fair you um, are uh, he's having an absolutely amazing season again he's got eight eight touchdowns Racking up the yards again. He's obviously a beast to take down. You know, Ari, you said you'd hit the deck if you had um, Aaron Donald running towards you. I'd do the same thing if I had Derek Henry running towards me. You know, he's averaging 111 yards per game. It's, yes, it, it is insane. I, like, I you just, just can't stop him. You can't stop him. He, like, he accounts for 39 first downs, which is insane. What is that? It's a, it's a team on his own. Essentially, yes. I reckon that might be more first downs than the Jets have got all year, you know. Check it. Okay, I will. How do. many did you say? 39? 39. Check oh, it. I really hope it is. I really hope it is. <laughs> right. well, whilst Tom is checking that, we'll move on to our MVP, Scott. So, who is your MVP? Mine's Russ. I mean, he's been the best player. I mean, I almost, I almost wanted to say Aaron Donald because I think he's that good, but a defensive player is not going to win it. And the Seahawks are a better team than the Rams, so got to go with Russ. He's what league leading touch in uh, touchdowns, isn't he? He's he's basically. I won't say it's the whole reason they're winning because, like you say, Metcalf's been great, Lockett's been great, but the offense has carried that defense so much. I think I think this is one of the years that it isn't just all Russ. This this is one of the years that the offense in general are just being really really uh, well organized. But I do yeah. think he is a huge part of that because he makes them tick. And I'm also going with Russ. He has just been in games where we've seen Patrick Mahomes not quite be Patrick Mahomes and we've seen Lamar Jackson not quite be Lamar Jackson. Russell Wilson has week in, week out performed and to not just not just adequate level, to really high levels. I think he he is the best quarterback in the league and he's shown it this year. So I'm going with Russell for MVP. 
Yeah, I wonder if, if it was if your DK Metcalf offensive player of the year came out and Russ does win MVP. I don't know if that's ever happened where two players from the same team have won each award. I don't, I don't, I don't know. If, I mean, fact, but... if it if it didn't happen with Tom Brady and Randy Moss, then in 2007, then I don't think it should happen ever. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Nice. To be fair, what did Moss get about twenty-five touchdowns? So yeah, you got a point. Just because you don't watch the NFL, then Ari doesn't mean it's not doesn't mean it's an incorrect statement. Oh yeah, oh, that, 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 yeah. Fair play. Google the, the, Google the stats from the Patriots offense. That I might, year. I might just go back and watch all the highlights. Absolutely outrageous. May do it. It was unstoppable. That was welcome back then as well. The only thing that stopped them was themselves. <laughs> Tom, how many first downs have the Jets got this year? Well, it is more than 39, but it's still the fewest in the league. They have 129 first downs, which is bottom of the of the uh, standings. Not even the, close, um, then. I'm not <laughs> even close, but it's still quite bad. Well, if you, you say it's not even close, but they've effectively got, what, 30%? De- Derek Henry's got 30% of that, so it's still... How many of the Titans got? Pretty good. The Titans have got... Why can't I find the Titans? The Titans have got 170 do you, know, do you know who leads the league in first downs? Take well, any Raiders. guesses? Raiders as well. Seahawks. It's not the Raiders. It's not Seahawks. I'll, 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 I'll break the tension. It is um, Ari's favourite team, the Dallas Cowboys, with 207. <laughs> wow. wow. Probably, when, probably when Dak was playing. I imagine, yeah. And then yeah. the uh, Atlanta's got 195. Yeah. So the, Bengals, the Bengals, 193. So it's all the teams that have to chase when they get yeah. down. Apart yep. from the Jets. <laughs> just Apart from the Jets. Oh, no, they, they just Jets run the ball. Chase. Like, it, like, the Jets don't chase, mate. You're, like against the, the, <laughs> you're against the Chiefs. You know they're going to score touchdowns. And you settle for four failed goals. Well, one of them you miss. Like that's, like that's no way to try and win a game. It's like, it's yeah. it's like dragging a limp dog behind you. It's not, there's no chase. No, it's not a limp dog. It's a dead dog. <laughs> there's no chase about it at all. There's no movement. The Jets are just like... All right, they're, they're, they're pulseless. They're horrendous. Absolutely. Tom, who is your MVP this year, mate? Yeah, it's Russell. I, I don't really know what else I can add to it. He's just been an absolute machine. Yeah. Um, at the, at the quarter, quarter way through, I had Rodgers. I even had Josh Allen in there as well in the discussion, but the, both those two have had a bit of a uh, reality check since then. Yeah, they have. Gents, a little spanner in the works. I know this wasn't on our schedule, but who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl this year? At this point, so I know before the, the season, I said the Cowboys. Who did you guys? Who did you guys say? <laughs> Tom laughing. And I said Ravens would beat Seahawks. And, yeah. Uh, and Tom, who did you say? I think I said Chiefs and Seahawks. I think I had the Chiefs winning. Okay. So, who who do you think now? I'm sticking with it. I'm not changing. I'm sticking with Seahawks, but I think they'll beat the Steelers. Okay. Okay. I'm I'm sticking with the Seahawks. Well, I'm going I'm going <laughs> Seahawks in the in the game. Sorry, against the but I'll go Seahawks Chiefs. So Seahawks will win. I think the Chiefs Chiefs Steelers is going to be one hell of an AFC Championship. Oh yeah, but I think, I think Mahomes will just make something Ravens, crazy happen. I think it'd be Ravens Steelers an AFC Championship. I don't think the Ravens will beat anyone mainly in the in the playoffs. But I think Steelers and Chiefs might end up playing each other early. Well, the just Ravens might have to win what two playoff games just to get to the championship yeah, game. 
That's true. That's I, I don't true. think I don't think Depends. they can do that. Depends on winning the ultimate. We will see. We will see. So that is all our all of our awards done. Um, we've reviewed all of our games and we've given our players the weekend. It hasn't By the way, we didn't do we didn't do a coach of the year. Is no one going to put Joe Judge in there? That's a bit of a dark horse. Who the fuck <laughs> is Joe Judge? Yeah, who the fuck is Joe Judge? <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not doing. But Adam Gase is worse. <laughs> he is worse. Yeah, he is worse. Adam Gase is an absolute I don't think Joe, Joe Judge doesn't seem that bad, to be fair, because they seem to be... They're, they're, they're getting more competitive each week, the Giants. The defence is getting better. So yeah. You have to start giving Joe... We, sh- we should start giving Joe Judge a small amount of credit. Nah. They're kind of like the Dolphins from last year. They're losing, but they're kind of there every week. Joe Judge is like... like he's like, a, he's like someone's dad at a football game on a sideline. He is. Not, he, he is the dad who cares more than the kids themselves. But Yeah, it's not cool. Yeah. Right, chaps, we've been long enough. If anybody wants to catch us on our socials, we've got the Quick Snap UK, both on our Instagram and Twitter. We'll be putting pictures of Tom and his moustache up there. Right now, side on, Tom is a testicle. Um, a a bald testicle. A very bald testicle. Recently shaven. Recently shaven. He's obviously doing a November attempt. And attempt. Then, Excuse me, attempt. Well, it is an attempt until it happens. You're still attempting it, aren't you? Yeah, it sounds uh, a bit derogatory, but it wasn't. You know, it's it's an absolutely superb mustache at the end of the end of the month. I've said it many times. Okay. In- impressive facial hair, considering on top is withering away. Well, I mean, it's not withering away; it's just not there. <laughs> fair, it grows back fairly quick, you know. Yeah, it's just like, not it's much. It grows back. It's just. It's just, it's just okay. It's just um, really the hairline's really far back. That's yeah. the problem. Yeah, it's not ideal. But I think when I look back at pictures when I had, when I still had hair there, it was awful because my hair was really far back and it looked stupid. So I, I didn't think it looked that bad. Mate, it looked terrible. I, no, not. I, you know what? I didn't know anything different between you, so I thought bad. I thought you looked fine, mate. I wouldn't put yourself down. I'm I, I've got the opposite, I've bad. got a fantastic hairline. I just can't grow any facial hair. Apart from a moustache, I've got a I've yeah. got a cracking moustache. Well, you say cracking, I mean it's very much Pedro from um, Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah, that's cracking. <laughs> I mean, is it? All right, then, mate. Ford grow, for Pedro. Grow, grow a moustache, can you, mate? Okay. Could <laughs> <laughs> grow a beard, mate. <laughs> We've also got our website, thequicksnap.co.uk. But chaps, until next time. Oh, well. Network.